0: Yes, Sports Reports is ordered, back, what's up America, me and Raph Rutley, we back, time to talk about some baseball, today is opening day in case you didn't know, and surprise surprise, I talked to some people and they didn't know. (laughs) What's going on with baseball? Like, it's supposed to be America's pastime, but is it the American past? It's time. (laughs) It's time to make some predictions. We're going to give you our division winners, tell you who's going to make the wild card. We might even pick a World Series up in here. Then, I want all you women out there to pay close attention. These leagues do not care about you. We're going to tell Ooh. you why.
1: Starting off hot.
0: We're going to tell you why.
1: We 30 and, seconds in.
0: You know what I'm saying? And then black people, the NFL told us we don't matter. And we're still here. We're going to talk <laughs> about it. Then we're going to close it out. There's five teams vying for four spots in the NBA Western Conference play-in. You got Minnesota, L.A., New Orleans, OKC, and Dallas. Who's the odd man out? We're going to talk about it, and then we got some things to get off our chest. What's up, Raf?
1: Hey, man, just chilling, just loving energy on a Thursday night. So, yeah, let's get into it. You know what I mean? We had baseball crack of the day. Let me know if you're excited for it or not. You know what I mean? Like, are you excited for this baseball life?
0: You know, I'm excited, you know, just because of all the new rule changes. But I think baseball, like, you know, they left a long time ago as as far as excitement goes. But on a quick note before we even get started, I just want you all to know, you know, the NIT championship game is about to start in about three minutes. North Texas against UAB, Florida Atlantic's conference mates. Charlotte already won the CBI. So give Florida Atlantic some respect. But Raf, are you excited about baseball? I like baseball.
1: I played it as a kid. It was like the only sport I was really good at growing up. Uh this current wave of baseball just doesn't seem to I don't know if they want to get people back or if they just have enough or if they made enough money off of TV deals. But like I said i haven't seen anyone talk like i haven't seen it pop up on our social media feeds i haven't seen it on just like the random stuff you get on your social media like i bought a pair of shoes from a random website some months ago now every single week i get a new one or a new place to buy like a short set a new place to buy a jersey everyone it just pops up on my phone all the time i constantly get videos from football updates Basketball highlights, debate shows, all this stuff, and you don't get anything from baseball. And they have the the resources to be as you know in your face. But it seems like they know. I know they 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 shifted some rules. Speaking of shift, I know a couple of rules changed with the shift. I didn't really think the shift was like that detrimental to me. And like, if you're a professional baseball player, you should be able to hit the opposite way if you left handed. And the analytics say because baseball really started the analytics game. And they say you're going to hit it between first and second base 70% of the time. Then lay that a bunt the other way. Like baseball just kind of, when I grew up playing baseball, I had a coach. It was like, listen, don't swing till you get a strike. You get the strike. Now everything's on. Because you might get 3-0 count. You might be swinging balls. So you're like, listen, make the pitcher throw you a good pitch. And when he throws you one, you know where he likes to throw it. Tear the next one up. And then you get on. Boom. Steal second. And then if you get the second, all right, you bunt, bunt the ball this way so he can get from second to third. You just manufacture runs. You don't have a bunch of, you know, seven, eight, nine-year-old kids hitting home runs. you got to manufacture runs. But the MLB, they just want the home run. Everyone loved the Aaron Judge home run chase last year, and that's all they talked about. That was a perfect opportunity to talk about everything else going on. But you had Otani out west. Judge in the East, and basically there was no other real figure that was being propped up on a, a social sports social sports media platform for other people to follow. And I think that's that makes it difficult.
0: So, you know, I don't know if it's just me, but to me the jump between quality games in regular season and postseason is the biggest in baseball. Like, you know, when I'm watching the NBA playoffs, the intensity picks up. You know, but there's good games all season. You know, with the star players. You know, there's buzzer beaters, X, Y, Z. NFL, same thing. Last second field goals. You know, you might have a defensive struggle that only two five likes going on. But you, (laughs) but you know, but the NFL, the intensity picks up in the playoffs. But in baseball, you know, I think it could just be a factor of the regular season being so long. But when you talk about the manufacturing runs. That's when I love baseball in the playoffs. Like, you get the runner on first. How am I strategically going to get this dude home versus hitting it out the park? Like, that part of the game, the cerebral part of baseball, is what draws me in, you know. But I got some good news, bad news. So the good news is baseball is addressing these rules and experimenting to try to find a new happy medium. And from what I was reading earlier today, the games in spring training on average were 26 minutes less than the regular season games from last season. So that's a great thing. Game is a little shorter, it's a little faster. The bad news is baseball, y'all got the worst commissioner in the big four sports. You know, I don't know what Manfred is doing, but baseball lost me a long time ago because of all the old farts. You know, like baseball, they call it traditionalist. They call it purist. But like these dudes that are like, don't run around my bases like that. Like, why you happy you hit a home run? And you know what I mean? It's like I'm supposed to run around the bases with the ice grill on. Like, so that's where baseball lost me because, you know, we talk about the NFL being the no fun league. You know, they want to do the celebration penalties, and college football will take a touchdown away if you taunt on your way to the end zone. But baseball is like, Hey, you hit a home run off of my ace, you're excited, I'm gonna throw a 90 mile an hour baseball at you the next time I see you. Even not if it's even not- you,
1: they'll <laughs> throw it at the dude that came up next that had nothing to do with it. He was like, Even I was if it's over not tonight, he
0: even like, I'm if it's 70 not 70 feet away. Even if it's not tonight, when I see you in two months, the first time you come to the plate, you get in this chin check. So, you know, so it's these old dudes like I think it was uh, Jose, uh, Jose Batista from Toronto. You know, he used to run around the base a certain way. And then he got rocked, you know, at second base. But you know, <laughs> but he was running around the base. He was excited. He flipped the bat because they like he hit the game winner. He hit a he hit a, he had
1: a bomb. He hit a bomb in a playoff game at home in Toronto in the royal blue jerseys. Yes, I mean, like he hit he hit it the same direction that uh that Toronto hit on Philly to to win the world. I mean, like everything was just, but, but people was were saying magnified. That he, but people were he saying just he was doing it sport. He, all he did, he hit a bomb. He celebrated by like staring at his bench and, and giving like a little roar. And he threw his back. Like he didn't so, flip it. He just threw it towards. Yeah. If he threw it at the other team, I see you could be upset, but like everybody knows in that moment, any other player of the other nine people watching the ball go out of the stadium, if they would have hit a ball like that in their home stadium in that moment, their reaction would have been, if not the same, it would have been something that somebody would have complained about.
0: Right. So, it's so it's here's the same. Yeah. Just front running. So here's something for you since you brought it up. You know, like I like how we always, I don't know how we do this. Like you just bring <laughs> up the thing, And I, so CJ Kelly of howtheyplay.com, you know, did an article about baseball and like the declining. Excitement for the game. So he said during the past 20 years, overall attendance has declined, but just slightly. It's not enough to think that it's a crisis or something that baseball has to get in front of. But. The average viewer on local baseball broadcast. Are 55 years old. So they phased the young man out of baseball because, like, you played baseball as a kid. You know, I played softball a little bit as an older dude or whatever, but I was always watching baseball as a kid. Like, you know, Cal Ripken, I grew up in Baltimore, the Iron Man streak, Ken Griffey busting the window, you know, at the warehouse. I was there when that happened. Baseball was exciting. And then at some point, baseball just said, We don't want to evolve like the NBA evolved, you know, and and the players started evolving, you know, like the NFL evolved or you could say devolved because all they do is pass all the time now. But they (laughs) took a different they took a different approach, whereas baseball, like I think just. time passed them by and they didn't stay current, so they just kept their product the way that it was. And now I wonder if these changes that they're making, even though I like some of them. I wonder if it's too little too late
1: the thing is i think people are excited for the changes in baseball because there hasn't been any if you think about the nfl owners meeting just occurred over the last few days and all the rule changes every new rule change that comes out of the nfl owners meeting gets a segment on some show the new rule with the number zero gets a segment if they discuss the whole rugby scrum for third and f- third and one fourth and one the philadelphia Eagles stop that'll get a segment uh when they came out with the the thursday that rule we'll, we'll get into that later like all of that stuff gets segment. so everything that's happening in the owners meeting for the nfl and the offseason is coming out i think baseball is going to try to get some of that but the thing about baseball that helps them out is their off-season is very short. The mm-hmm. World Series is like the end of October. I think it bleeds into November. depends on how long the series go, and we talked about the new format. So essentially, their off-season is November through March. Yeah. That's only like four months. You got it. The holidays, well, people are only paying attention to football, so it's not like people are like, oh, baseball is not doing anything in this time. And then they come right back. February starts to warm up in Arizona and Florida, and they're back to spring training. So they have an opportunity. Like their off is very short. They just don't have a lot of big free agent stuff, and like a lot of their moves aren't impactful be- as impactful because it's a collective. If a pitcher, if an ace leaves the Mets to goes to the Padres, it's still he only pitches every five days. The top guys tend to stay with their team and if a guy does go to another team, you know, you got a few guys making the 400 million dollar deals, but it's not a lot of those players that are moving Whereas the NFL every year quarterback is up for a 60 million dollar deal. So I think they're they're going to get to the point where your personality you're going to have to let just go. You're going to have to let Chad Ocho Cinco change his name to Ocho Cinco and dance in the end zone. You're going to have to let the backflip go. You can't take it personal. You're going to have to put your big personalities out there because a lot of it is, I know the percentage is something like 8% of the league is African American, like African American that you have your Dominicans and you know, your Cubans, a lot of those guys. And the most of the sport is, you know, white guys. There's nothing wrong with that, but sports doesn't do a good job marketing American white guys they just they haven't done it recently the nba barely does it and when they get a, a good american white guy they don't they don't sell him to the public the same way cuz i don't think the public is buying them the same way they're buying Little, the way they're well, buying altuve and these other guys and aaron judge so they have a lot of guys that aren't typically marketed as faces of the league
0: well i think baseball also suffers from by structure the best players don't always make the playoffs. You know, like the team dynamic of it cuz like if you watch the NFL, I'm sure it would be least ex- less exciting if Joe Burrow wasn't in the playoffs or if Patrick Mahomes wasn't in the playoffs or like if you watch the NBA, you know, everybody got mad when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs, you know, but in baseball, I still can't tell you. I could not pick out Mike Trout out of a lineup. I have no idea what this man looks like. And he just got struck out by Otani last week in the WBC. And I still can't teammate. tell you. What, yeah, and I still can't tell you what he looks like. You shout know, shout out but, to
1: Millville, New Jersey, yet again. Another, another athlete coming out of Jersey. But but, but you that's know, the thing, but, they but don't well, like Mike it. Trout
0: doesn't make the playoffs, you know. But people like baseball people that I trust that like bleed baseball their whole lives, you know, they tell me like Mike Trout is literally. A top five to top 10 player of all time, you know, but he's never in the playoffs. Barry Bonds never won a World Series, you know, like these things happen with baseball stars, you know, where Sammy Sosa, like those years he was hitting home runs, the Cubs weren't necessarily that good, you know, like the Bartman thing came a little bit later. You know, Mark McGuire, you know, was a name because of the Bash Brothers in open. That's the
1: thing, those guys had the name. We could talk about it. I could talk about Brady Addison with the sideburns. I probably yeah. mentioned before. I mean, it's just like Rafael Palmero, Eddie Murray, Fred McGriff, Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom Glav. I mean, you could just run off all these names. Barry Bonds didn't win a World Series. He's considered the greatest baseball player of all time, but you knew who he was because they showcased it. They put these guys out there. Right now, you got Shohei Otani. You have a lot of foreign players. I'm not sure how. it's it's, it's the issue. I won't say issue. It's the, the the discussion that the NBA has is like, can a foreign player be the face of the league, like Luca, Giannis, Embiid. Do they do they have the the so-called swag that the American public wants to buy? And I don't think the baseball players, I don't even think they entertain that piece, because right. even Aaron Judge at like six foot seven, six foot eight is a giant of a person. He should be on everything. He should be on billboards, should be on TV shows. His jerseys should be everywhere. It should be baseball commercials. Like even the video game, like people go bananas over Madden when it comes out in August. I don't know when the MLB show comes out.
0: I think it just recently came out. Somebody it brought just it up came to me. Out. Yeah, somebody brought it up to me at work the other day, and it's a great game. You know, like the show is an awesome game. And but but you know, but it goes back to that same thing. Like in the NFL, you know, we used to run into the conversations of these guys wear helmets, so like they're not easily. On the field, they're not seen in a certain way because their face is covered. Well, baseball doesn't have that issue. Their players are, for the most part, uncovered besides the catcher, you know, where you can see their faces. Like, but even with that being said, you know, I know that Garrett Cole is a great pitcher. Couldn't tell you what he looked like, you know, like, I know what Mike Musino looks like because he played in Baltimore, you know, but like, just going around the league, Jake DeGrom, like, you know, like. I know who he is. I know, like, I watch him play baseball, but if you just put Jacob in a commercial, I'd be like, who's that baseball player in the commercial? Like, I still wouldn't know it was him. You know, and that's why... And
1: and it's tough, too, because their games come on. You know, you got games in the middle of the day. Sometimes they're in the morning. Depends on where, you know, where you live. The primetime games always seem to be... it's It's like the NBA and the in the eighties when they just had the Lakers playing Boston almost all the time, 17 yeah. times a year, sixty times a year. They keep putting the, the subway series. They'll put that on. Well, people already want to watch that as New York city, but what about the Brewers and the Cardinals? Can we put that on? Can we, can we, cause you can put on New York any time of the week. You can put that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series on. That doesn't always have to be a Sunday night baseball game.
0: Oh, like, so you saying we need to flex.
1: They they need to do something. <laughs> Flexing might be a word. Maybe it's not the word. Because, you they, know,
0: I've it, always it, been confused because, like, my whole life, you know, I always say, you know, I was talking to a guy today. You know, he's a White Sox fan. And I told him, I was like, yo, out of all the people I've met from Chicago ever in my life, out of 100 Chicagoans, Like 97 of them are Cubs fans, you know what I mean? And like the other three are the White Sox fans. And I'm like, even when they play each other with the north side, south side thing, they don't get the same type of attention, even though they're in a major city like that.
1: And they have a classic stadium. Wrigley Field is a classic stadium. Comiskey Park. Park is a classic stadium. We know these names. That's what I'm saying. So it's like there is an avenue there. It, you know what? it might We might have blinders on because we're so in-depth in the NFL conversation. We're so in-depth in NBA conversation. We're in-depth in the GOAT conversation, GOAT football, GOAT basketball. We're always predicting. We're always looking at the next draft pick. So it might just be a situation where you and I are just ignorant to how dope baseball has become. Yeah. It's just that it would be a little easier for them to sell it to the masses if they actually – so their stars like to the masses, like hey, well, put you people know, out um,
0: the, the, the 49ers and the Raiders. You know, when the Raiders were in Oakland, they had this big thing. You know, every time they played, people was getting beat up in the bathroom, people was getting stabbed. You know, getting the hawk, they were getting the hawk.
1: Like, Jada yeah, we don't say. need it. yeah, we don't need all you, that, yeah. No, we don't need hey. all
0: that, but, but but my point is, like, the Giants and Dodgers are like that, you know, with each other, like. Like, like baseball has that type of rivalry between those two teams, but everything is so East Coast centric. Like you mentioned Boston and New York. That's what people care about for some reason. So like Giants and Dodgers will get a lot of Sunday night games, you That's know. because
1: they're a major rivalry. But right. The Giants, Diamondbacks, I'm not sure how often I'm not sure if the network is looking like, OK, all right, May, I'm going to pick an arbitrary date, May 16th, 17, and 18th is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't know if that's the actual date, I'm just using that as a, a prime example. Middle of May, the weather's pretty much good in every baseball city, and ESPN has the opportunity to put the Diamondbacks versus the Giants in that Friday, Saturday, Sunday slot, or Yankees, Red Sox. I think they're gonna pick Yankees, Red Sox every time. Like if you if you put them if you you know not even a gun to their head. Like listen, you got to pick one. They're like we can go Yankees, Red Sox, and then you're like, okay. We got to broaden out. We got to branch out. Uh, we'll do Cubs, White Sox. You know, or then or maybe maybe you can get like a interleague Houston, LA. World Series, rematch, playoff, all of that stuff. World Series, champions, World Series, uh, you know, top predictors, whatever the case may be. But really, you still only get about six to 18 that you can really just sell.
0: And that's the thing is that... The fact
1: that the Marlins aren't a popular team blows my mind. It's Miami.
0: But that's the thing. Like, all you need is one of those teams. You know what I mean? Like, all you need is the Dodgers the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, whoever. And the opponent could be somebody else, like, you know, not to be that guy, of course. But last year, you know, the Orioles came out of nowhere and, you know, missed the wild card by two or three games. But as far as national TV or like ESPN and all that, I don't even think I saw an Oriole game. You know what I mean? But you, all you had to do was match them up with Boston or, or the Yankees. And you introduced a new team into the conscious of America. Like, we, we learn every year that every year we count out Tampa, the Rays. We count them out every single year. But they're probably one of the top two or three most consistent teams in baseball. And they still every don't come year. on TV. And it's not like Tampa is Milwaukee. You know, it's not like Tampa is Scranton, Pennsylvania or something like that. <laughs> like, Tampa's its own big city in its own right. You know, and, but... I guess they don't spend the money, so they don't typically have those marquee, you know, Aaron Judge, you know, uh, you Darvish. They don't have these type of people in that market or that the team pays for. Like, when the Marlins – the Marlins made me upset because, you know, they kept – they went to the World Series, and then the next year it was all gone. You know, like, they did the Dallas Maverick thing. Like, you know, Tyson Chandler, you're out of here. You know, and and it's like, yo, you just won the championship. Like run it back at least once before you try to keep
1: some of those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But baseball,
0: I think, but I think baseball does a crappy job of marketing to the urban community. Like, you know, like I was just down in Atlanta, you know, a couple of months ago. And, you know, growing up, it was all about Fulton County Stadium. You know, and you know, now they got the new beautiful ballpark. You know what I'm saying, but it's like away from downtown. You know, like they got away from all that. You know what I mean? And I guess I've heard Bomani Jones talk about it. Like they basically started like pricing people out of being able to go to Braves games regularly. You know, but that's but like the Braves were like without the championship success, they were like the team of the '90s. You yeah. know, and and I mean, and granted they, they just got won. One. Yeah, and granted, they just won the World Series two years ago, you know. So like, like I think baseball is, it's throbbing, if you will. You know, no innuendo there, but they're throbbing for course. like for like somebody to come through, like you know, like the Astros won last year, you know. So hopefully they got the haters off their back or whatever. Like, but you know, we talked about it. Nobody's for the cheating scandal. Like, yeah, nobody's repeated since nineteen ninety nine. You know what I mean? Like, so can the Astros repeat this year? If their Astros do repeat this year, does that bring in a new fan with some of the dynastic talk, you know, or is baseball too long? So like people are only checking in for the playoffs or like after the all star break, once the NBA wraps up, because right when the playoffs are starting to go into the uh, pennant races, Now the NFL start.
1: Ramps right back up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So 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 like so is it timing? Is it is it just that baseball, if it ended in say early September, you know, would that make a difference if they were ending while preseason was wrapping up?
1: Nah, I think the difference is they you said the amount of games. The teams they play so many games. I think it's like 162 games Uh and something like 189 or 190 days or something. It's it's a crazy tight window. Well, if you start off your first 30 games and you're 11 and 19, you're basically, you extrapolate that across the season. You're like, we're not, we're not winning because you rarely get a, Eight, nine, ten game win streak in baseball it just doesn't happen. Like someone's gonna have an off night. Someone's another pitcher's gonna have a hot night. Your hitter's gonna have an off night. You think about it. in baseball, you get to the plate three out of ten times to get a hit. You're a Hall of Famer or you're an All Star. You're one of the highest paid players in the league. You go four out of ten, it's historic. So a lot of guys don't really string together. A lot of teams aren't string together eight, nine, ten, twelve wins in a row consistently it might be one team that gets hot and maybe another team wins 16 out of 22 games you know but once once you have, after those first 30 so that first month and some change first 30 first 40 games yeah 11 12 14 and 20 26 something like that guys they start selling off assets so the product you get by the time the summer comes around so you got baseball right now. We're gonna go all the way through April and we give April to the end of May. That gives us, we'll call that 61 days. At the rate that they play their games, they're probably gonna get about 50. We'll say they get 45 games in the next 60 days. So if you're a team and you're 20 or you're like, you know, 17 and 28 after 45 games, it's June. You're already gonna start selling off assets around the trade deadline during the middle of the season. So when the NBA finals and everything ends, the team you would root for could already be out of it. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, do I, like, for instance, I live near the Phillies. I could catch a train to the Bronx to catch a Yankees game or go up to Flushing. Uh, like you could get to these games, but are you going to pay the money to go to these games if the team is 20 and 40 after 60 games? Because that, that's what happens. So these teams are – before as soon as the NBA season ends and you want to shift to baseball, the team you root for could already be out of it. Like the Milwaukee Bucks can win the NBA championship and when, they, when they're when they hoisting a the trophy, the Milwaukee Brewers can get completely out of baseball tendencies. So it's like, well, I'm going to spend the summer doing regular summer stuff and then wait for football.
0: Well, yeah, like when I was retiring – You know, um, like I started my terminal leave in April and uh, so baseball season was just starting to get into swing, you know, and I was in Wyoming. So I went to like four Rockies games, you know, like within like the first month of me retiring and it was crazy. Like I felt real dumb afterwards because, you know, I was like, yo, I got center field tickets. You know, row two in the center field, the second row from the from the wall, for eight bucks. And, you know, and the guy was like, yeah, dumbass, the game is at 1.30 in the afternoon. You know, like... people Sun right know,
1: in your face. Yeah,
0: people are at work, you know, kids are at school, you know, like, all these things. Like, these tickets are available because they got to get somebody in the stadium. Like, I thought I was, like, the man coming up with all these deals, you know what I mean? But it made sense why the deal existed in the first place because, you know, like for somebody like me that lived in Wyoming, I learned a very painful lesson because I brought the whole family down for a 740 game. And, you know, by the time we made it back home, it was 1230. I got to go to work in the morning, you know? So like, so, so it kind of put things in perspective, you know, where like, you know, all money ain't good money and all that good stuff. But, you know, but, but baseball, like you said, like, the games are going on while people are at work and while people are, you know, just living life, I guess, you know. So it's hard to have that interest. So I think baseball, besides hockey, is probably a box score sport, you know, where like people. Look but at
1: hockey them, is fun to watch. Hockey has is. personality. They have American players. They have foreign players. They got black players.
0: They, they got had- fights.
1: They have fights. They they highlight their American-born players, Sidney Crosby. Uh, then you have Ovechkin. I mean, again, these guys are like, you know, the legend of the sport right now. Had, What's you know, up, Wayne had, we Gretzky? We had Wayne Simmons here in the Philly for you. a while. You know, so you have – and a lot of those, you know, hockey players play until like 30 or 40. And no matter who's on the ice, it's exciting because everybody has to be moving with the puck. Whereas well, you know. baseball, you can literally just you could watch a baseball game, and if there's no if 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 Aaron okay if the best hitter on the opposing team is having an off day, then it's like who am I watching? Like we went when we were in Colorado for training. I went. We went to two games. I went to two games. Me and you went to the game. We were way up in the nosebleeds. We snuck down to the first baseline. The second time I was like, all right, I'm gonna get some tickets. I think I spent like 17, 18 on it, but it was the same thing. The game was at like four o'clock. The sun was like leaning on me. And I went to I wanted to see Yasu Puig. Well, if he doesn't catch, if he doesn't get a fly ball and gets a gun it to someone to throw him out, or he doesn't get a home run, then all I get to see is a bunch of other players that like didn't really interest me.
0: Yeah, and, and you know did, what? He
1: did get to try to gun somebody out. His cannon yeah. is ridiculous.
0: And you know what, Washington Nationals dudes? I was two rows behind the wall. You could have threw me one of them damn balls. But, but you know, <laughs> but, but I even had the hat on. But, but you know, but, but it's just one of those things where I think that baseball is just one of those sports that if you didn't grow up with it, it's hard to come into it. Like, you know, because like kids play football. So it's just natural to watch football. Same thing with basketball. But if you don't play baseball, like we were talking about, I brought up how the spring training games were ending 26 minutes earlier. Maybe that will cause a little bit more excitement because, you know, I will say watching baseball on TV, unless it's the playoffs, is like an awful experience. You know what I mean? But going out to the park is so magical sometimes. Like even if the game isn't the best, the atmosphere, you know, like the scenery, the grass, like it's just a beautiful game. The food, it's it is it's eerily silent though.
1: So that's the thing. So it's kind of, it's eerily silent to sit there at a baseball game, and it's like you think you're gonna get the play by play from the booth, but it's it's just quiet. It's like the pitcher gets the ball and he throws it. Like it's so. It's almost like, it's like golf. Ambiance is though. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's a it's a weird thing to watch, but. You get the excitement of the foul balls. You get the excitement of the home runs. You get the excitement of the, the deep shot in the gap. Is the guy go try to get the three or two? So the, the sport in of itself is exciting. We've seen it for years. Like I said, it's America's pastime. But what do you, you got to do better than let people know, like, hey, we out here. Let's go. This is this is the guy. This is Gary Cole. This is Aaron Judge. This is Mike Trout. This is what they look like. This is the commercial they're in. They're in Jeep commercials. They're in Honda Civic commercials. Whatever you got to do to get, you know, Jose Atuve in more commercials, get them out mean, of I mean, sex sells.
0: Sex sells. Get Aaron Judge in a Chicks Dig the Long Ball commercial. You know what I mean? Something. Like something. You know what I mean? Fucking like a beef jerky commercial. Something. You know, <laughs> snap into a Slim Jim. But, you know, uh... anything. You know, so here we go. You know, prediction time. But before we get to the predictions, you know, I just want to, I want your opinion. Um with this wild card format, you know, um, the first top two division winners get a buy, and then you got your three, six, and four, five matchups in the three-game series. You know, you like, you don't like.
1: I like it because, like I said, I think it creates the excitement, and they only have to carry it for a few months before it ramps right back up. So you have the initial three, six, round, four, five, best of three, it's quick. You can't have two off nights. You're you're three. You might be a half a game behind the two, but you just end up third. And you have two more off nights, not a team that came in as a wild card that won on the last day. And now they're sending you home. You know, you can't have that. Eric can't have a pass ball. So I, I I like the sense of urgency It's not a one and done situation. I didn't like that because you you, you got to give somebody a chance to make up for one off night. But you got two. Hey, it's a wrap. Um, Like I said, then that carries carries over to, like, you know, February. Because the World Series ends October, November, boom. Carried around the February.
0: Well, you know, in a true 2-5 style, you know, like, I understand the excitement. I understand more teams equals more excitement. But I think baseball had something, you know, when I was younger. Like, you know, like, because in the NBA, we talk about how, you know, especially with the play-in now, you know, literally two-thirds of the league makes the playoffs. You know, in the NFL, you know, like 14 out of 32. And then, you know, um, hockey, you know, is pretty much, you know, 16 out of the teams, you know, make the playoffs. So I liked baseball growing up because the playoffs felt so important because such a small number of the teams made it to the playoffs that it created the urgency within the season. You know, because like, yeah. a lot, because a lot of times, you know, like in a sport like baseball, you know, I brought this up when we were talking about the play in, you know, if we play 19 games over the course of a season and, you know, I got a 13 to six edge, you don't get three more games. You know what I'm saying? Because like, even if you sweep me, I'm gonna be like, I still beat them. 13 out of 19 or whatever, you know, I beat them 13 out of 19. Now I beat them 13 out of 23, but I still won more games than you and you made it further in the playoffs than I did. So like, so like, I understand it. I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of it.
1: Yeah. The playoffs aren't designed to be unforgiving. They're designed to be equal.
0: Yeah. But like, you you got a shot, but we're trying to crown the best team. And I proved already that I'm better than you. (laughs) You
1: know, then beat so, me again.
0: You know, yeah, 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 That's what they tell Alabama. They'll beat Georgia, you know. But yeah. so, <laughs> so prediction time, you know. So, Raph, I got the Yankees winning the AL East. You know, like, what you got? I mean, I'll go
1: with that just because it's some of these division winners are going to be the same just off of just power like they they just put investment they invested in the players they invested in the pitching if they're all healthy they're going to perform the best because you have the better players
0: yeah that's and that's I think think that's what it boils down to I think the Yankees just have the better players in the division like I said Tampa is very consistent you know uh Toronto you know is has been good the last couple of years but they just can't get over that hump You know, the hump being the Yankees, they just can't get over it. You know, Baltimore, I think, is still about a year away from, like, not necessarily winning a division, but being a real viable playoff threat. Like, they've been building up through the farm system. I like that. But I think another year away. And then Boston, I've seen some people picking Boston to make the playoffs, but I think they're just doing the whole, like, we want Boston in the playoffs. I don't know if Boston is really a playoff team.
1: It's like the it's like having the, the cowboys in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, like they just
1: want the big name. They've in. had more, they've had more recent success, but they are they're just they're just Americana like personified. So it's like you gotta have them in.
0: Yeah. The Yankees
1: and- just tend to always have like a really, really, really good team because New York don't play that. New York doesn't like when you're bad. That's why the Knicks, that's why guys, when they play for the Knicks and they're bad, they leave. Like, yeah, I gotta go. Because New York will let you they'll let you know on the train. Yeah. You get you get in the cab, the cab driver like, yo, what happened last night? One for four? Yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta get out of the city. Yeah. So
0: get well, Julius Randle. And uh so then in the central, um I went against the grain a little bit. Um so I, I've seen that like uh the Guardians are like the major pick that a lot of people are picking or that's still so weird to me, the guardians, but, uh, Yo, you know,
1: the, and they changed that with no fanfare. I didn't hear about it until I saw it pop up Yankees versus guardians.
0: I was like, like they playing an exhibition game, you know, they, like, <laughs> they they and la- well, last year, well, last year the white Sox were the trendy pick in that division, you know, and obviously that didn't end so well. Tony La Russa gone now. So I think a lot of people are thinking that the White Sox are going to find it, somehow get their mojo. But I actually picked Minnesota to win this division.
1: Let's see what we got here. So
0: I like the Guardians. Let's see. You know, I know it ain't the Royals or the Tigers, even though I do expect the Tigers will be a little better this year. You know, so I hope so for my man Demiso's sake. But, yeah, I think the Tigers will get a little better. It might not show up in the standings. They might still finish last and all that kind of stuff. But but I think they'll look like a better team that belongs in the major leagues. You know, then I went to the West. And, you know, I was looking at the West. A lot of people are team Texas Ranger this year because they got the Grom. You know, um, I like Seattle, you know, like, um, but I picked the Astros to win the division again. You know, I think, or, or, you know, to win the division. I think the Astros are just too good. They did lose Justin Verlander. You know, that matters. Even though he's older, that does matter. But, but the I,
1: thing about baseball, one of these teams, like I said, that ends up 20 and 45 are going to send over their best prospect or their current ace right, and fill in the spot. When they need one. That's if I don't, a, that's if if I don't know anything
0: else, if I don't know anything else, I know it ain't going to be the Oakland A's. I do know that much. You know, Um yeah. I haven't even heard movies. much about them. Like they were supposed to be moving to Vegas. Like I haven't even heard much about that lately. Listen, they
1: want everybody to go to Vegas.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's popping over there on Tropicana. You know what I'm saying?
1: Listen, Right across where where Tupac got shot. That's where they they try to get a basketball team in that stadium. There's plenty of space. That's one Wait. thing. Reliance Stadium in Vegas is right there. It makes the most sense. I'm not I don't want to take away from Oakland's uh Yeah, teams, Oakland. I don't want
0: Oakland to lose another team.
1: But let's keep it 100. They still have Sacramento basketball. They still have the Golden State Warriors. They still have the 49ers. They still got the. Well, I Santa mean, even Patriots. the
0: Warriors bouncing with the San Fran. <laughs> they,
1: they still have enough sports in there. It's not like when Indianapolis left in the middle, of, or Baltimore when uh Baltimore went off to Indianapolis in the middle of the night and left them with nothing. Right. You know they they still have options. You know, and, and not I like did. they were supporting the team, not like not like they were selling out the the stadium that needed repairs fifteen years ago.
0: And and I did hear that uh Portland and Nashville was on that short list as well. But you know, like Vegas sounded like it was going to be the move, but I haven't heard much about it during the offseason, actually.
1: Because they probably have deals, but no one talks about it. If an NFL team was talking about moving, we talk about it all
0: day long. But I mean, move yeah. up the road to Sacramento if you have to, I guess. So then you over over um in the National League, over in the East, which I feel is gonna be you know, the best division in baseball, you know, this is going to be the SEC of baseball. You know, I picked the Braves to win that division. I think they got the pitching and the bats, another farm system team just won the world series two years ago. So, you know um, I think they're still pretty good. Bryce Harper is starting the season on the IL. So um, originally I was going to pick Philly you know, but then I took that into consideration. And then I know the Mets are going to be the trendy pick there because they went out and spent all the money. But um, but I'm going to go with the Braves.
1: Well, when I was following baseball, I was a big Braves fan back in the day. My young, my young, young, young self back in the 90s. But I'm going to go with the Mets because they spent the money. I think, like I said, just having the money, keeping the arms healthy. If you have great pitching – solid hitting and you have a ownership group that's willing to put mm-hmm. some money on into these positions. It's, it's almost like college recruiting. If you can get all the players there and keep them healthy, you have your best chance to win because baseball, yes, there's a strategy to it, but managers only get paid like a few million dollars a year. So it's not like they're as important to the success as, say, a football head coach or or an offensive coordinator. So baseball is a simple, simple strategy. If you can find a way to to manifest and manage and get six to seven runs, which is a high number, but if you have the bats to get the six or seven runs, then you're going to probably win 95 to 110 games. But but, with
0: that being said, but with that being said, you know I do respect the Mets, you know because they do have Buck Showalter as the manager. You know I talked about how Houston didn't have Justin Verlander anymore. Well, he's a Met. You know they got Edwin Diaz, they got Jose Quintana. You know, so because of the manager, they
1: fired a manager so quick.
0: I know, I know, know. MLB
1: managers get fired quicker than black NFL coaches. <laughs> Straight up, like they'll cut, they'll get rid of a manager over an argument. They'll yeah. fire, like so many get fired mid-season. They'll bring in a pitching coach to be the manager. So it's all they do is take the pitchers in and out for the most part, like during the game. Yeah, like maybe they call a shift here and there, but a lot of times, like people, that's why the managers don't. They only get paid about. They get paid a handful of millions of dollars, a few million dollars, not big yes. contracts.
0: So in the central. I hate my own guts for this, but I picked the Cardinals to win the Central. I struggled between the Cardinals and the Brewers. You know, I think the Cubs are going to be the trendy pick here, but I think the Cubs are about a year off.
1: I'm gonna say Brewers, just because I think I think a resurgence is coming. I know they were like they were like a hot team a few years back, uh, and I just I just think that. Uh, I think baseball has that capacity where a team is, where these divisions can be just overhauled. It's not like mm-hmm. the same teams every year. So, I think just 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 off of a guess, I'm gonna go with the Brewers.
0: I do, I do miss the old Robin Yount uniforms, though. You know, bring back the throwbacks, Milwaukee. You I'm know, pretty and, sure I got a I got a hat in here somewhere. And and you know, the one thing I like to say about the NL Central before we move on is that, like, yo. Pittsburgh is too good of a sports town for the pirates to be doing the stuff that they're doing, you know, like, like if, if baseball had a G league, you know, like the pirates wouldn't even be good enough for that.
1: Yo, I watched, I watched the pirate game. Yo, it's mentioned that you said that last April I drove out to Pittsburgh. I meet my, uh, my daughter's mother halfway. So I went to Pittsburgh, um, Stayed there, and they had Heinz Field packed for the spring game. And this is after Kenny Pickett was in the NFL. Everybody was in their jerseys. It was all over the place. It's all right downtown. Pittsburgh's a dope-looking city. The stadium, NFL stadium, baseball stadium, everything's all downtown. It's all close. It's very nice. Big, beautiful bridge. The same colors. it's all the same colors the bridges are gold like it's 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 just such a just a conglomerate of just passion for sport and then i was watching a pittsburgh pirates game and it was like one dude sitting out in like right field and it was like 70 empty seats around him. it's like where <laughs> are your
0: fans yeah so, yeah, and, and thank you, Pitt Panthers. Side note, thank you to Pitt Panthers for bringing the script pit back in the blue and mustard uniform. So, you know, I appreciate that as an old school nah. college football fan. And then in the West, I was toggling back and forth, I was flipping back and forth. And I'm gonna say it I'm gonna pick the Padres to win the West, you know, because I think that beating the Dodgers in the playoffs last year. I think they got their boogeyman out the way. So I think the sky is the limit now. You know, the Dodgers was the one thing that was holding them back. And now that they finally conquered the ghost, you know, I think they pull off the division this year.
1: I got the Dodgers. Yeah.
0: And, and the Diamondbacks. games The Diamondbacks are like one of my surprise teams. Doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to make the playoffs, but I just think the Diamondbacks are going to be a lot better than what people are expecting.
1: I just know that every year one of these teams it's like a team in every conference or every uh, every division just has a terrible year. Like just stuff just doesn't go right couple of pitchers on extended IR visits all at once. A catcher goes out. You got to move a shortstop The second. Like, it just – something always falls apart, and it takes them weeks to recover. But in that month, month and a half, you know, like I said, you're – seeing that. that's what scares know, me
0: about the Mets.
1: Six and 22 in 28 games because you're just – you lose bodies.
0: That's what scares me about the Mets, you know, with old man Verlander and – you know Texas with Degrom, like those are the things that kind of keep me away from picking those teams to win their divisions because, like, I don't know, like you know what Kershaw up to these days. You know, like he getting old too. So you know, like these older guys, man, like you just. But know, what's
1: it, getting old? I think I think we hear the number and we look at our own ages. But I think if we if we look at the players today, um. I think players today with the nutritionists that they have on staff on the team and the ones that a lot of people hire, you know, it depends on your, how long your money is, but just to, just a concept, if you have a guy on your team with long money, he's going to tell you like, yo, I eat this, I eat this, I do this. You might even work out with you. You might be able to come to his place. This team might say, you know what? We want to keep you around. So we'll put you on a pitch count and every month we'll adjust it. You know, we'll, Seeing you get MRIs and check this and check that, so I think most guys, because so much is on the line, it's not just we can say all all the time. It was about playing for the love of the sport and playing for the name on the front, not the name on the back. I mean, a lot of people still are playing for checks.
0: All right, Dabo. So
1: I, I want to be here to get these checks. And well, I just all, all I'm I saying need to is helping to get these checks.
0: All I'm saying is I got my eye on Verlander and Scherzer. That's all I'm saying. You know, and I'm so pretty the,
1: sure the staff does, too. Like, listen, right, you at 75 pitches, that's it. So no changeups. The,
0: so then in the American League, my wild cards, I got Toronto, the Mariners, and the Guardians. Those are my wild card teams. So, like, uh, Texas just didn't make the cut. I like it. I like it. You know, and then in the National League, you know, like um I picked the Braves to win the East, you picked the Mets, but I have the Mets as a wild card. Um, I have the Phillies as a wild card, and then I have the Dodgers as a wild card.
1: Yeah, you just went like super chalk with that. I think the
0: well, they're just good. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I could just I could throw something out there. I could throw something out there, but you know what I mean? Like I just picked the good teams. No, I mean
1: no cubs.
0: No cubs. Um if I had to if I had to pick a surprise, like I mentioned, I would probably yeah, pick the Cub. Diamondbacks. I would probably pick the Diamondbacks as like that next level team that is not in the pitcher or wasn't in the pitcher that might somehow sneak into the pitcher. Like I could see that being the Diamondbacks. I didn't pick the Brewers, I could see it being the Brewers. You know, in the American League. You know, maybe the White Sox do get it together. You know, uh, it could be the Rangers. It could be Tampa. You know, I talked about how Tampa is so consistent. So, it could be Tampa. You know, but I just like coming into the baseball season. You know, I just feel that these are the teams that, like the like the Padres, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Yankees, the Braves, and the Mets. Those six teams, they're just stacked. You know, like, yeah, I, I think the World Series is coming out of one of those six teams that I just named. You know, we should have um,
1: named this segment way too early prediction. Time. Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Like I said, we're going <laughs> to like I said, we're going to come back during. We'll uh, re-attack, uh, yeah. yeah. After the All-Star game, we'll come back, look and see where we at. And yeah.
1: And that's a monster. And that's the thing. Like those those top six teams are going to just beat up on everybody around them. Right. To the point where the Pirates are going to be like, you know what? Do we need this starter that we have that could probably fit in in Houston? Do we need this big bat we have this guy in our farm system and we can get the 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 guy the the twenty year old Venezuelan kid that the Yankees have in their farm system? Well, let's trade our our left handed pitcher to try to get this kid, you know. And I think a lot of and I think the top and that's and that that's part of the as part of the intrigue of the good teams in baseball and why you see the top teams somewhere hovering around the, the upper echelon of the sport. And that's why you see these teams that kind of seem to operate as bottom features for so long. And that also leads to the disconnect. Cause that if you were a team, if you are the pirates and you're selling out, you know, or not selling out, but you, you, you have a good number, you know, say your stadium is probably 60,000 seats say you're getting 22,000 on like your your rivalry weekends and then maybe holiday weekend you get, you sell out, you know, you sell a lot, you make a lot of revenue. You're like, you know what? The fans are supporting us. Let's not purge everything. Let's see if we can play it all the way out, see if we can run it back the following year. But if you're the Reds and it's like, you need to fire the manager, uh, you're, you're, you're big, free agent offseason acquisition needs tommy john surgery you don't have a big bat
0: you're like you know
1: what Fuck it let's just purge this whole thing send anybody out to the highest bidder and get what we get back and see if we can build for the future because it does work we've seen the royals do it the royals were awful for a while mm-hmm. and they just kept selling selling every year trade deadline, selling 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 and then one year they looked around it was like oh yeah I think we could do something here. And then they just, they rent with it. You know, I got got to get
0: to that stadium at some point. I want to see that waterfall in person. I don't know why, but (laughs) on TV, it always looks so beautiful, but. I want to uh, go to a stadium with a pool and watch a game. (laughs) Yeah. So, so my world series, my way too early world series. I got the Braves over the Astros. I'm going to just,
1: I'm going to go. Because I'm a fan. I just want to think something crazy. I want to go Yankees Dodgers. That way I could try to go to a World Series game.
0: Oh, America would explode if that happened. You know, oh, like
1: it would I'd be in New York every day. They
0: they've been wanting that for the last five years at least.
1: I'd be in the Bronx like a drill rapper. I'm telling you. Know, you like <laughs> if if it was Yankees Dodgers, yeah, yo, my boy, my boy, shout out to Rob the Mexican. That's my boy out in LA. I bet he fly like, come on, man. Come on now. You can stay with me. We'll go take a train up. And he's crazy Dodger fan. Shaved head. Well, he used to shave his head now. He grew it out, but he had like the skinny mustache, little beard. He looked like a if you want to get an extra for like training day, yeah. Or like some some South Central Mexican gang movie, like that's you get robbed of <laughs> Mexican. But yo, nicest dude on the planet, smiles all the time. He laughs till he cries. But if we get Dodgers Yankees. Flying them out, like yeah, we're going to we going to Yankee Stadium. We check. Is there a out.
0: team? Is there a team that like you're not necessarily a fan of or anything, but like it's been a while and you like to see them do well.
1: I would like the Angels to do well, mm-hmm. simply because I think everybody likes Mike Trout. Like I said, he's from. What does he Germany's look like? Team. Um uh, think I'm trying to think what would he look like. He look he would look like a University of Wisconsin strength coach. Like just clean cut, short, blonde haircut, like high and tight. Legit. Like if 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 you looked at him right now, you'd be like, okay, yeah, that he looks like the U, University of Wisconsin strength coach. Like that's what he looks like. He just looks like your just your athlete. Uh there's a video of him. I don't know if he I don't think he was dunking. I think he just was shooting jump shots with Steph Curry.
0: Um, but did he beat Brian Scalabrini? No,
1: no one can beat Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> the Red I, Rocket. No. Yeah.
0: Now I, I would like to see the Rockies do well, you know, just because, you know, I love Coors Field. you know, I love Colorado. So like yeah, Eric Coastal, to Colorado on your phone. Uh, we get it. It's so, like, you know, I, I would love to see the Rockies, you know, do the thing, you know. Um, but would America you know, want to see the Rockies and the Angels in the
1: World Series? But that's another conversation. No, I think they day. would do
0: the I think they would like to see the Angels because, you know, the Angels tricked everybody by like, you know, the, the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles. Like, you know, they tricked everybody. So, you know, Man,
1: people don't know how far how L.A. is a big city. It's
0: like forty minutes all away, the, or
1: something like that. All this L.A. stuff is like way out. The Rams playing Inglewood. Yeah,
0: play in uh, yeah the Clippers are about to be way, in Inglewood.
1: So they're, in they're about to be in that same block. They bought the whole thing for like three billion.
0: Yeah. So you know, you know, speaking of billions, there's the segue. Billions
1: and Clippers. You know
0: these people, these owners bad behavior but they're walking away with the bag and they don't care about women apparently <laughs> you know what I'm saying some of them don't care well we'll get to that but yeah they don't care about women let's let's highlight women first you know um so, <laughs> so this was this was the this was your topic that you brought up so take us down the path
1: all right so the reason I, w- I wanted to talk about this is because I remember reading a Forbes article that came out in the beginning of that NBA season with Donald Sterling and eventually ended up selling the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And I believe Forbes was like a fiscal year where they go from, let's say, the people on the top 100 list this year, it would account for their money from like june 2021 to june 2022 and then like the beginning of like sometime in 2022 2023 the list will come out so i believe the clippers they were evaluated evaluation of 650 million dollars somewhere in that range and that just was an article i just was reading because i just was scrolling through and i read the article it wasn't the sterling thing hadn't even happened yet so when the, when his girlfriend recorded him and everything blew up and they were wearing the shirts inside out, they took the jerseys off and put them at half court and everyone demanded that he sell the team. I'm like, okay, he's going to sell the team for probably less than that 650 in that article that I read. So then I'm sitting around and I see that Steve Ballmer, Microsoft money was like, I'm going to give him 2 billion. And I was like, "How'd he go from 650 million to two billion after a scandal?" So I let me you know, I was like, everyone was like, "Yeah, he lost his team." I'm like, "Yo, he got one billion dollars after taxes, or whatever." You know, how, you know, the rich can move money around, or whatever, divorce settlement, decree, whatever. He walked away with a billion dollars, and he can say, "Yeah, I owned a team for a while," but now he's like, that team went from. I think we looked at the numbers. He spent like, I think he bought it for like 100 million or something. No, no, like no, that.
0: no, 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 no. He was the old school because he bought a million. Oh, so he Z- bought when it when for 12 San- million. Yeah, 12 and a half million when they were in San Diego.
1: And he walked away with a billion dollars. So now we have this new scandal ridden sports franchise with multiple sexual harassment lawsuits multiple sexual harassment payouts, multiple non-disclosure agreements signed, multiple cases still pending. And the owner who threatened all the other owners last summer (laughs) is about to get $6 billion. Because what is he going to say? No? And he paid, we looked it up earlier. He paid, he
0: paid paid, uh, eight. Oh no, I'm sorry. I lost that number. He yeah, eight hundred million. Eight hundred million. A- that's what it was. A- yeah.
1: Eight hundred million. He paid yeah. eight hundred million. That's a lot, but he's about to make six billion for a team that struggles to put six wins together or six consistently good free agents that he signed. So,
0: what up, Albert Hainsworth?
1: Yeah, when well, he just laid on the ground. But yeah, so the the, the owners, I know there's nothing you can do about it. They have money. That's their leverage. And we can we can talk about all the morality of it. We can talk about what the league should do, what the GM should do, what the players should do. When it all comes down to it, this guy or this group of people, they have the money. So they're going to get whatever they want return because that's their leverage. Money's money is leverage over most people. You get you can get a lot of people to do a lot of things for money. So when you have that much, but at least. Talk about it as if You're not concerned About the repercussions because We could talk about Robert Sarver he was sending out Filthy text messages in the group chat And saying and telling stories With racial epithets and Sexual harassment claims in In the open like in an office office Meetings and things of that they just was like But he just Basically sell them he t- sell his team He gets his four billion dollars he gets to ride Off Meanwhile, if uh, a guy like Antonio Brown does something nutty in a hotel or Michael Irvin is just having a, a 45 second conversation with the woman in a hotel, he gets kicked off of the Super Bowl coverage. No one comes back and says, like, oh, this seems fishy, because as when he countersued for the $100 million, people blamed him for it. Like, no, I am so confident what's going on here. I'm going to countersue you for $100 million. But when these owners behave badly, Jerry Jones taking pictures with a little young girl. He got his hand behind one girl's head. She's on her knees. Another girl, happily married man. What are you doing on this yacht or dorm room, or wherever you were with these these young chicks? But people just look at it like, oh, that's just Jerry being Jerry, and they just let it slide. So I'm just, I want to talk about. It. I want to talk about it without because like I don't I don't care what they're gonna say. They're gonna shut me down. I'm using the internet. I pay for the internet myself. So I can say what I want on my internet, in my room, in Jersey, holler at me. Yeah. So I just and want he- to talk about it. I, honestly, these dirtbag dudes with money get to get away with anything, a la Dana White. No one said anything about Dana White. Jonathan Majors, he doesn't even get charged with anything. Never everyone wants to talk about how terrible he was at Yale, how he was a diva on Broadway. All this stuff is coming out. Well, he been had these movies coming out. If you felt that way, how can we even say something then? But there was one away to, oh, He's kind of he's a fallen star now. Let me pounce on him. But when Dana White slaps his wife and people recording it, he literally comes. and say, "What you gonna do? Take my company from me?"
0: Yeah, like, know. like he said something along the lines of like, "If I'm suspended, it hurts us." You know, <laughs> and, and that was the funny part because like people that I respect, you know, like say Molly Kiram, for example. You know, like, she's always one of the women in charge, leading the charge against violence against women, against women being mistreated. She was a mouse in this Dana White situation. You know, like, her and Stephen A, like, just got everything to say. Any other time about anybody else this particular time, women didn't necessarily matter. You know, Daniel Snyder, you know, let's get back to him for a second. So Daniel Snyder, you know, this guy got everything you don't want, man.
1: Just pull out the list. Man.
0: Like, like, like this man. You know, <laughs> just this, run down the list. We got this, all this, night, man. Run down that this, list. This this team was accused of having women. I believe it was down in Brazil, cheerleaders stripping and getting naked for stakeholders and these dudes, and they didn't consent to it. You know, they, they, you know, they, I guess they had to do it. You know, they were going to lose their jobs or whatever it was, but they did that. So you're like, okay, like, that's crazy. You know, he went on for about 15 years under the pressure of like, change the team name. And he's like over my dead body. People are like, yo, this is racist, man. Like, what are you doing now? You could get into your own argument about whether the name is racist or not. But, you know, but with the climate that we live in today, he just stood up there and was like, I'm not changing the name. And then he eventually ended up changing the name. But, like, he fought it until the very end. There were two women that literally said that while they were working for that team, they got sexually harassed over 500 times. The same two girls, same two women got harassed over 500 times. You know, so he bought the team. He bought the team in ninety nine, you know what I mean? The year I graduated high school. And then in 2020, the Washington Post, the local newspaper, you know, Jeff Bezos and the crew, you know
1: who they banned from buying the team. Yeah, they
0: banned from buying the team, had at least 15 female employees, former employees that said that they were sexually harassed in one way or another while they worked for that franchise, you know, then, you know, uh, you know, so then you, you, you think that the women are bad, you know, that he was doing the women bad. He was stealing money from the other owners. He was stealing money from the pot that the teams are supposed to share. Is that not enough? Okay, so so then they had a raffle winner, won a raffle for $14,000, one of those half and half things, and the check bounced. (laughs) He, he He was partners, you know, sponsored by FedEx, Pepsi, Nike, Bank of America. You saw how quickly Nike dumped Kyrie? Hmm. For posting a movie. Hmm. We, we ain't gonna get into the details of the movie, but I'm just making a point here. How
1: quickly how quickly they get rid of you, yeah.
0: You know, um, so then so then, you know, um the team got fined for ten million dollars, you know, um, after all this stuff with um the workplace was found unprofessional and toxic for women nobody got suspended they didn't lose any draft picks you know and then like fans were like booing his wife when you know she showed up on the video board and all this kind of stuff like that so yeah, all the smoke that they, matters yeah cuz all the smoke they had for him transferred over to a woman his wife but then like But but then, like, but then not even, like, just Daniel Snyder, but, like, even from the player standpoint, you know, like, Greg Hardy was out here practicing his German suplexes on his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, that dude was out of of control.
0: They let him back, and he's, like, a UFC fighter now. You know what I mean? Like, you had uh, Ray Rice, you know, before we saw the video, the NFL saw the video. And the NFL said, yo, we're going to give them two games for this. So yeah, everybody –
1: What it was, he told, he told the Baltimore Ravens exactly what happened in the elevator. And then they got the video, and it matched what he said. But because everybody else now saw the video, they had to bump it from two games to six. Yes. And then eventually, I think he just – I think it went to 16. Because they don't like-
0: care about – because they don't care about women. They care about their image. They care about how they're viewed. They care about perception because perception is reality. They don't care about women, just like when this whole Kaepernick thing went down. And I don't want to get too deep into it because I know everybody's got a debate for that. But you know what I mean? Like, the NFL chose sides. They said, yo, we're not going to let this dude in the league because, you know, like, people like Jerry Jones was like, he's going to hurt my bottom line.
1: He settled a collusion. A uh, lawsuit. I don't know what the number was, but the
0: it wasn't enough. was enough
1: collusion. It was collusion. You know, they but... settled it, so that means they agreed to something. Granted, you understand the legal stipulations of it, but they agreed to the merits of there was some level of collusion. There was some evidence to support collusion, so we can see what's going on with Lamar Jackson now. So everyone's saying it's a bad on Lamar for not having an agent, but yet. You have guys with no integrity and, and no moral compass getting $6 billion. And you got a guy who's putting his body on the line who just wants $231 yeah, million guaranteed to, over five years.
0: What happened but, to all I got in this world is my balls and my word. Now I'm breaking for nobody, you know, like, but, but, you know, but like, but, but with Kaepernick talks, but with Kaepernick, they chose sides because they were like, hey, he's going to be a distraction. You know, he's going to hurt our bottom line. You know, we can't bring this man in here because he's going to get more attention than the starter X, Y, Z. But then they basically, by doing the way they did it, they basically told the people that supported Kaepernick or at least supported his right to do what he did that y'all don't matter. You know, like all these all these people over here. I'm signing your check. I'm going to take I care of them. I can't. I can't. uh <laughs>
1: Al Pacino had a line um, from Oceans 13. he was like, you think I want to pay you and carry you at the same time <laughs> so it was like these owners like yeah, you could be mad you could be mad getting your forty thousand dollars a week or you can be mad cut you know how what- mad do you want to be because Kaepernick I mean I'm pretty sure everyone felt felt the rush of that but that's the thing that's the leverage that they have. Yeah, my thing is, I just want to talk honestly because people you can talk honestly about these cases. You can talk honestly about this public information. You can talk honestly about how the reason these guys had this other team. They could have had an honest conversation about Dana White's behavior. You don't have to call for the man's head. You don't have to call for the job. You could have made it a situation where. Like, I look at it like this. New Year's come around. I'm so December thirty first, twenty twenty three, I would have turned forty two years old three months prior to that. I'm not gonna have my forty two year old ass in the club New Year's trying to celebrate because it's just I'm, I'm it's too late. I'll do a house party, a few people, my kids, some champagne, maybe a little whiskey, and we're chilling. Well, you know,
0: like they could like had, this-
1: they could have had a conversation about like, yo, you too old to be in a club, and your behavior is indicative of that. They could have said, hey, you shouldn't have done this, but the, the conversation could have been had, but they didn't have the conversation at all.
0: See, Daniel Snyder, you know, he got that thing. He got that FU money, right? So, like, so all those things that I was talking about earlier, you know, I just stumbled upon my notes again, you know, and so Tiffany Johnston, you know, who worked, started working for the team in 2002. She was a cheerleader for eight years. And then she became a marketing manager. Talk about a come up, right? But, um, you know, uh, allegedly, you know, he put his hand all on her thighs at a team dinner and, you know, tried to push her into the limousine. Like he had his hand on her, her back and like was pushing her into the lower in her lower back. But then the House Oversight Committee, this is the government now, the House Oversight Committee told the Federal Trade Commission that the team may have engaged in potentially unlawful financial conduct. So the NFL looked into that, you know. So he got called to the carpet in Congress and told them no, first of all, you know, and then eventually decided to appear virtually. So, like, y'all can catch me on Zoom. You know, I'm not coming up the Madison Ave. You know what I'm saying? So that's I one. am
1: not, I am not dealing with the feds. He has that kind of money. Like, yeah, I'm not Yeah. You know, I'm kind of-
0: so so back on October 18th, now we're more current. So back on October 18th last year, um Ursay from the Colts, Jim Ursay of all people, you know, stepped out of rank, if you will, talking that's about cool. that he thought that they had merit to remove Snyder from his position. You know, and then that's when the whole, like, you know, um, Snyder came out and was like, yo, I got the dirt, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. So when they played Green Bay the week after that, you know, fans were in the stands screaming, sell the team, sell the team, sell the team, you know, and all this kind of stuff like that. So Sarver, back to Sarver for a second. So the NBA ended up fining him $10 million and suspending him for a year you know where he couldn't show up to the facility he couldn't represent the suns or the mercury anywhere you know and i'm like yo i'll give you 10 million if i walk away with 4 billion how do you tell
1: <laughs> and 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 that's another thing my mom used to call me mr logical how on earth are you going to tell a man who owns a team you're done for a year? So this man is supposed to ignore the major cash tax liability, his responsibility for a whole year. Yeah. Stop it. Stop yeah. it. Like they should have, they should have just said we find him
0: and but that's he, it. Cause but you, even can't, with Donald you Sterling. can't
1: suspend me from my money. You can't. It's my money. You can't tell me I can't manage my money. You can't suspend me from my own bank account if I bought it. It's my team. They can say whatever they want. You want to know how? You want to know how bogus that statement is? This guy had a Ponzi scheme, and he ended up buying uh, the New, New York Islanders or something like that. He gave them fake documents. They gave him a real document saying he owned the team. The NHL had to essentially make a deal with him. To release the team and he would say, I would do less prison time because those documents said he owned the team, even though he didn't give him a dime. He told him some bank in Boston was supposed to give him $85 million. He had the team. He was making decisions. He owned the team. So you get a guy who you're going to suspend and find. Yeah, you find him $10 million. You're not suspend him from shit.
0: I don't know why you even get on TV.
1: (laughs) Tell me that. It's, It's like telling me, hey, you suspended from your yeah, your yeah, yeah, your college classes I'm like I got the app on hey. my phone I'm going to school like stop it He I'll, was out here I'll flashing the fine.
0: He was out here flashing the uh, the usher books <laughs> Yo
1: it's ridiculous
0: So 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 like and that's what got me about Sterling because way before this incident ever happened you know back when Baron Davis was a clipper You know, people were accusing him of shady practices with his properties, you know, that he didn't want to sell the minorities and, you know, with doing these things. And I remember when the whole thing came out that um, it was a potential that he may have to sell the team. Uh, I believe it was Mark Cuban came out and was talking about like this is a slippery slope when you start trying to take teams from people. So it was like, yo, what you got going on in your closet? And then guess what? The Mavericks went under investigation for how they treated women. Shocking. You know what I mean? Like, he was trying to protect himself. Because these dudes these dudes all know each other. You know, they do dinners. I don't know if they're friends in the traditional sense of being friends. They're probably not friends. But they're They're peers. They're frenemies. Yeah, they're peers.
1: They buy a bigger yacht when a new guy gets a yacht. Like they do petty stuff like that. They they
0: know what's going on. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know what I mean? So for him to say that, and then, like I said, and then when his team got investigated, there was actually some findings and, you know, like they had to do all these trainings and all that kind of stuff like that to, you know, I guess get back in good standing with the league or whatever. So, you know, it's just one of those things where like sports is a dirty, dirty place. Yeah. The locker room mentality doesn't stop
1: um in the basement where the showers and the and the actual lockers are it extends throughout the building. You have former players, you have rich guys, you got frat guys, you just have testosterone, you have bravado, you just have filthy, filthy people who behave in such a way where you're at work and you're sexually harassing a co-worker. Yeah they, out here, a, they yeah, out here they out here grabbing them calculator. by
0: the oh never mind that was the president. Yeah yeah I,
1: I talked to a chili on a deployment uh one of the Chileans from the Houston Texans. I was sitting down talking so I'm thinking, all right, you are cheerleader, even if you only cheer for the home games, or just maybe the rope, maybe do both. So you got this one is a 16 game season. I'm thinking they were getting hundred grand, hundred twenty, like they were. You know, she said they get like forty thousand, forty five thousand. They had a, they had to sign. Some kind of agreement not to have a relationship with the players on the team. Meanwhile, they put them on an airplane and flew them out to UAE just to sit and watch the Super Bowl with some troops. I'm like, you're not paying them enough to even do that. She's like, they they gave us per diem, and then somebody brought
0: McDonald's or whatever the case may be. So, so according to NBC Sports, you know, this is as of September 11th of last year. According to NBC Sports, cheerleaders on average in the NFL make $150 a game, which equates to 22500 hundred. One hundred. How many dollars a game? $150 F- a game. That math so, time, Yeah, I'm just going. That's what it says, you know, in this article on NBC Sports. So, so one hundred and fifty, you know, times sixteen under the old system.
1: Yeah, you sports group looking up cheerleader salaries.
0: Hey, you know, because I mean, you, you know, you brought we it up. Out of real, no, you yeah. you have yeah, you have brought it up, and I thought in the past I had heard twenty five. You know, there's some that like get paid like for real, like you know, like the the celebrity ones. So like. Terry Hatcher from like Desperate Housewives and, you know, Lisa, you know, Lisa Guerrero made some good money as cheerleaders. But according to this, on average, they make about
1: twenty two thousand five hundred. Yeah, it 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 ranges. I got one here that says uh, the Waterboy makes fifty three thousand.
0: That's wild. You know, so but, but,
1: but there you go. You put them in these environments. You you put women in these environments where it's just hostile. And listen, we, we were in the Air Force from 2000 through, you know, 2022, respectively. Uh, we had our own scandal that occurred in 2011 that they had to reshape between 2011 and 2013 when we were in Korea. Remember in Korea when we were deployed to Korea? 2012 into 2013, Japan was locked down for all of their nefarious behaviors with the the Marines and the and the military members there. And then overall, they did an investigation and they showed that our environment was a little too misogynistic. So we had to we had to tone it down. We had to take the cuss words off of a lot of uh, like a lot of people in Korea wear jerseys. Matter of fact, I'm wearing my the next episode. And they would have just all kinds of stuff on it. Some customers, whatever the case may be, people were right on the walls. So we you had to make a culture shift, but it would have to be acknowledged that, yo, we have a culture problem. But with these other owners, because of the money, the fact that you could tell Congress, I'm not coming.
0: <laughs> Hillary couldn't or- even do that.
1: or or you you, and then the the NBA puts out this message that they suspended this guy his team for a year it's like come on it's ludicrous you have to acknowledge that there is a problem in your organization and you start from square one how to rebuild the trust but you can tell if a guy could run a football if Ray Rice was averaging 4.7 yards a touch that slap that he gave to his wife would have been a slap on the wrist for him as professionally, but he averaged like three point one yards a carry that previous season. You know so what's he has imp- no use in any NFL team.
0: You know what's impressive about this whole conversation? We went this whole conversation and didn't even bring up Ben Roethlisberger.
1: <laughs> what was allegedly the allegedly? We then the guy the guy who got a two hundred thirty million dollar contract. Yeah, allegedly, it's like, allegedly. <laughs> I mean, but that's the thing. Houston was paying for his hotels. The team was, yeah, and yeah. then they shipped them off and got them two hundred thirty million. So, you know, while they yourselves out there, men, protect yourself by being smarter. While their get, leadership get was wise. running around,
0: while their leadership was running around saying that uh, the inmates were running the asylum, you know? <laughs> yeah.
1: No, he said inmates were running the prison. Or oh, the, the prison, the prison. Yeah. The inmates and running that's the prison. Thing. Inmates running the asylum is the accepted right adage because it's saying like the inmates, you know, yeah, 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 the crazies, not right. the prisoners. So you right. know, some some people are just out of touch,
0: just some On things, purpose, you know, who knows? But you know, I, I alluded to it in the intro. In the Western Conference, in the NBA, we had five teams vying for four spots. Technically six, but I didn't count in Utah because they lost their last four out of five, and I feel like. They're doing the thing now that, like, we expected Danny Ainge to do. So I'm not including Utah in this conversation. But we have the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is as of last night. New Orleans is playing Denver right now. And I'll give you a quick score check real quick. So the Pelicans are at Denver right now, 42-32 to in the second quarter with 4.43 left. The Pelicans are winning. So coming into tonight, you know, you have Minnesota at 7. The Pelicans at 8, Lakers at 9, OKC at 10, with the Dallas Mavericks sitting at number 11. So, Raph, simple and plain, which one of those teams that I named are not getting into the play-in?
1: The Mavericks.
0: Ooh, tell me more.
1: The Mavericks are just, they they made the trade for Kyrie. Kyrie's a great talent. But the, the trade that they made for Kyrie needed to happen in December. So him and Luca could figure out, you know, we both can be great. The same way Carmelo and AI both averaged like 30 that year, close to like 29 each or 27, 29, something, somewhere in that range. But it took some time. I think if they would have made that trade a little earlier, Maybe early January just made a bigger splash or well, if fir- you
0: brought up baseball, how like once the teams hit a certain point, they start selling assets. Why why don't why don't the NBA team why do they wait to the trade deadline? Because you can get hot in the
1: NBA. You could just simply you can go eight out of ten. Like Milwaukee went 16 in a <laughs> row. If we look at the last 10 for the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies had all that drama going on. They're the two sure. seed. They're eight and two in their last ten. Yeah, so you right. can do that in NBA.
0: Right when I said that, Kyrie popped up on your screen back there.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's my guy. I mean, this is this is the game, one of the playoffs with Brooklyn and uh, Boston last year. But it just the the trade needed they needed more time to see if Kyrie and Luca could play together as well as guys who had to fill the roles. Of the guys they sent out can they fill those roles because you if you make that trade a little earlier maybe you see if it works maybe last all season when everyone was writing them off maybe you should have made your splash move that you might have been able to save some assets because they were willing to get rid of them this time i think they traded them to dallas out of spite whereas they trade KD to phoenix 'Cause they want, you know, they want to do right by Katie or whatever the case may be. But I think Dallas could have done themselves you know a bit of a better favor if they would have done it earlier. Because right now it's not gonna work. And then you don't have you don't have any guarantee that he's coming back, nor do you have a guarantee that it's has the potential to work because it's been like Kyrie's done his thing. Like when Kyrie just plays like someone posted in the group last week that when it's just Kyrie, you
0: know,
1: it was three and one in four games. But when everybody else is all together, so it's like, is that on him? Is that an indictment? So as of today,
0: so as of coming into today, since the trade overall, they're seven and 10. Yeah.
1: It just, I don't, it wasn't, it wasn't going to work because, If you would have got James Harden and Luka, I think it could have worked because the same way James Harden, he has slowed down. He knows the difference between 2016-2017 James Harden and 2023-22-23 James Harden. So he had to adjust his game. Kyrie still looks the same way he did when he hit the shot against Golden State. He still plays the same way. He still handles the ball the same way. He's a smaller guy. He's never been a big guy. So I think he does a great job of keeping himself in shape. He seems to be holistic in the way he approaches things. I imagine that he doesn't eat a lot of meat and things like that. I just imagine he takes care of himself to the point where he's always ready to go. You know, injuries happen, but you could just tell like he's he's ready to go. But it just didn't work. And I... everybody else has something more to play for.
0: Two quick questions. All right. Um, so they don't make if they don't make the play in, is Jason Kidd getting fired? Somebody
1: getting something. They might if, get sold.
0: If they don't <laughs> if meet,
1: magic if Magic can't buy the, the Washington Commanders, Mark Cuban might call it. Listen, man, bring that six billion over here, you can have the Mavericks.
0: If Kyrie does leave, do the Mavericks explore trading Luca?
1: No. It's gonna be like a dirt thing. If you build it, they will come. If I have them, they will come. So I think if that you keep Luca, you can get, you know, players like Larry Nance Jr. You know, I'm granted I'm just because I'm thinking of the Pelicans, maybe Brandon Ingram, maybe Zach Levine gets sick of Chicago. I think no, you need you needed another wing guy that meshed better with Luca. And I think he would have done better with a bigger wing guy versus a smaller guy who uses the ball to get to the hoop the way that Kyrie does. If Kyrie was a catch and shoot guy, like the way Steph plays, catch and shoot or every once in a while I'm a I'm a I'm a dribble drive, I'm gonna get my way to the hoop. Kyrie seems to always dribble drive the way to the hoop or or dish and if he does feel like shooting off the catch and shoot but that's i don't think that's like the i don't think that it's operated that way i don't think he run, they run sets for him to do that whereas golden state i think they do that every once in
0: a while so when i was looking at this i tried to explore you know each team and try to find my eliminators or my positives so just going in order so minnesota um they just got cat back You know, so I like that for them. Um, They're going to run into issues in the playoffs because they're going to have to try to figure out the rotation between Cat, Gobert, and Reed because I'm not sold necessarily that Cat and Gobert go together and Gobert has had foul trouble in the playoffs, but I think that they're good enough that they get in. Um, At 7, New Orleans, that's where I got stuck because I was looking at their schedule And, of course, they're at Denver tonight, you know, so they're winning right now, you know what I mean? They're at Denver. Then they come home. So that's the good news. The good news is that they're at home. The bad news is they get the Clippers, Kings, and Grizzlies back-to-back-to-back. You know, they get the Knicks, but Julius Randle is out. And then they finish the season at Minnesota. So I would feel differently if... Some of these teams were solidified within their spot, but the Clippers need to win because they can still pass Phoenix to get home court. You know, um the Kings are still but the, chasing But the
1: Clippers seem like a team that would say, you know what, let's just rest Kawhi maybe, maybe. and PG
0: and you know, take
1: and take the five C.
0: Maybe, you know, and and you know, and, and Russ, you know, Russ turned back the clock last night. <coughs> Shout out to Russ. With the 36 and 10. You know, the Kings are still, for the time being, we'll see what happens over the next few games. But they're still not so far behind Memphis that if Memphis goes on a losing streak, the Kings couldn't end up with the two seed. It's it's probably getting close to not being there, but... They got six games left. Yeah, yeah. But they're still mathematically alive for right now. You know, to where when they play that game... They may still be in range for that two seed, and conversely, since they play the Grizz back to back from the Kings, the Grizzlies are going to be trying to keep that two spot. So they, yeah, because
1: so I don't think anybody wants to play Golden State.
0: No, so then you get the reprieve with the Knicks. You know, Julius Randle is probably still going to be out because I think I saw he's going to miss about two weeks.
1: Shout out to Jalen Brunson. Yep,
0: yeah, and then and then don't let
1: Iggy show up.
0: <laughs> and Jalen Brunson got his college teammate back. So, you know, like Josh Hart, my guy, I was the one Josh Hart stan in college, you know, but <laughs> but uh, but then at Minnesota at the end of the season, that game could, depending on how all this shakes out, that game could be for the play in one of those two teams like the winner gets in, you know, so. So I don't like it the Pelican that, that was uh, Minnesota and, and the Pelicans. So I don't like the Pelican schedule. That's my knock against them. You know, the Lakers, they just got LeBron back. So you ain't going to paint that into a negative. You know, and. Yo, Lakers-
1: that guy, did you hear what, uh what's the guy? One of his teammates said it in an interview to ask him, like, how was it like having LeBron back? He was like, it's tough. It's different because he plays different. You know, we were playing one way when he wasn't here. And, you know, you expect to get the ball and then you don't get it. But then it's going to take a while. He was honest. Brown. Troy Brown. Brown Troy right. Brown
0: yeah yeah former so draft like, pick former draft first round draft pick of the Washington Wizards
1: yeah he about to get traded right back way
0: to go team you know but um but Talk the Lakers but the Lakers also had the number 1 defense in the league post all-star break so they had that going for them so basically the Lakers how healthy is LeBron's foot you know but i think he's healthy enough that they stay in like uh OKC is the tank in the tank, you know they've they've lost a few games since we had that conversation. We talked about the sports reports assorted curse. You yeah, know but they won last night. Yeah, last they did pull out. That. They did pull out a one point win last night. So I think they reversed the curse. But what but what scares me about them as far as these last few games, they still been sitting shy. You know he still has this abdominal strain or whatever it is. So even this late in the season, they're still sitting him. You know the good news is Jalen Williams is still balling out, and Giddy's been putting up numbers lately. So I think OKC could hold on. You know Dallas. You know, so I think I think that Luka done, man. I think it's Luka done. and Kyrie can work because in in a scenario like this, where it's like five games, six games, or whatever the case may be both of them can win you a game you know within a 5 6 game sample size both of them are able to win a game for you now where's zion in this conversation is he going to come back before the season is over i
1: Probably saw not. that
0: he's i saw that he's doing some workouts you know he's getting back on the court so blindly throwing crap at the wall i'm going to say new orleans is the odd team out
1: how how are you going to get Dallas to make up two games when they have no continuity they're three and seven in the last? Because none ten. of these teams are good. But it's not about being good. You know, at least, at teams- least, at least New Orleans knows to give the ball to. England no, I know. But think about
0: this: it's like, so, so the Bulls, so, so the Lakers beat the Bulls last night. You know, but the prior game they lost to the Bulls.
1: True. So the, the Lakers the are the type Mavericks of team. The Mavericks lost twice to the Hornets, to the Hornets in the last yes. week.
0: So 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 hey, they got buried by Dennis Smith, first of all. You know, former first round draft pick. But True but no, but, 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 but the so Lakers are the type of team. they don't make
1: any adjustments. They didn't the La- make any adjustments to beat the Hornets. The I know Lakers they, are hot the and they have young talent.
0: The Lakers are the type of team, the, the way this season has gone, the Lakers can lose to anybody. They could beat anybody. You know, so they're like the ultimate wild card.
1: Yeah, okay. that's what at thirty eight and thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so but OKC Dallas is thirty seven and forty with Kyrie and Luka Doncic on your team. Now so, think about that. So, okay, that's okay. your team.
0: Well, Luka that's missed some team. games too. Luka yeah, but they some played. Sick. Yeah, he
1: missed some games, but they weren't that hot before.
0: That's true. Before. That's true.
1: So it's like there's no continuity with Dallas. Well, it's OKC, just,
0: it's just,
1: OKC is is the tank, and they don't know any better. No, they go. I think I think they're gonna be in. By virtue of the fact that Dallas is just going to fall out. I think they have young guys who play hard. And like I said, like I said on, on Monday, if they happen to lose two or three in a row and it's a wrap, I don't think it's a loss for their season because they can build on it. But I think if they get into the playing or even get into the first round of playoffs, I think it's also still beneficial because the expectation isn't for them to get to the second round of the playoffs. I don't think you looked at that team after Chet Holmgren got his injury and said, "You know what? We are a second round. We can get all to right, the Western so, Conference Finals." I don't think anyone looked at the team that way. So, so getting to the playoffs, I think they got a shot.
0: All right. So looking I at o- Dallas doesn't. So looking at OKC schedule, they're at Indiana. Win. They get Phoenix. Win. Ooh, easy money sniper. You hear that, right? Yeah. And then they go to Golden State. They host Utah, so that should be a win. And then they close with Memphis.
1: So this is what they got. So right now they are, what was their record? Like 30. So let me pull it up real quick so I get the math right All Right, right now. I got 38 and 39 for the Thunder. So that's uh, their game two. up on Dallas. That's- that's 77 games that they played. So they got five left. Yep. They got
0: yeah.
1: they Indiana. Got Indiana. I think, I think that's a win. Phoenix. Phoenix, State. Sunday at home. Golden State on Utah, the road. Utah. The Grizzlies. And then the Grizzlies. So the, the Grizzlies, Grizzlies might be clinched by them. They're clinched. So you're playing backups. The Jazz are done. You're playing backups. You're playing Tht. He dropped forty one other night, but they're done. But see, so but, I like, I like, but I like I like two But I
0: like Dallas's schedule too because you know they. But Dallas, you would have liked their
1: schedule with the two games versus the, the Hornets. Hornets. That's true. But that's the thing. But, There's no continuity.
0: But they go There's, to Miami. They they go to Miami. They come home for Atlanta, or I'm sorry, they go to Atlanta. Atlanta. Then they host Sacramento, who's probably going to be locked into their spot by then. Okay. They play the Bulls at home, and then they close with the Spurs at home.
1: Okay, they got to go five and zero.
0: I think four and one can get it done because I got OKC losing to Phoenix and Golden State. But that three, and but two. It, it, it just comes. It comes down to tiebreakers at that point. So that's exactly. what I don't have. I don't. So have they the
1: got to go right five now. and zero. They got to go five and zero after being after going three and seven in their last ten. With no continuity, hence seven. The last time with the the offensive talent that you have between Luca and Kyrie, you should be able to figure out. Like, listen, listen, we're not going to play no defense. It's Mike D'Antoni's offense. We're running and gunning. We're putting up threes. Whatever you got to do to maximize the talent that you have in those two players, and then hope to get in. But they got to go four, four, one, five, and zero when they haven't won. Probably haven't won two games in a row since
0: they all got. There. But so so I chose the Pelicans, right? Dallas yeah. is only a game and a half behind the Pelicans, and the Pelicans have by far the toughest schedule of these play in teams.
1: You're saying a game and a half? I look at it like this: there are two losses in the there are two losses down the loss column.
0: Oh, the Pelicans they losing are- two? They losing at least two? Yeah, they might but- they might lose tonight. They might lose tonight to Denver. Yeah,
1: so that makes them
0: 38 that, Then that and 39. puts them a game that puts them a game back or you know yeah. that that like for the loss column. But then they still have the Clippers.
1: All right, they, real quick. They still
0: have the Kings and the Grizzlies.
1: Okay, real quick. Check this out. All right, so of all fifteen teams in the Western Conference, Dallas only has a better record in their last ten games. Portland, San Antonio, and they have the same 10-game record as the Rockets.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: So, with that being said, where is the spark going to come to get them on a four- or five-game win streak?
0: That's the thing.
1: I think these teams that have no pressure, it's pressure on Dallas to figure out. Because if this doesn't work, it's like this. Like the, the whole phrase, playing with house money. Right. I went to Vegas 2019. I won like two thousand dollars. So every bet that I was making after we after we won initial, we took a me and my friends. We took sixty bucks. We turned it into nine hundred sixty bucks. And then I went back the next day. I won like maybe twelve hundred more on my own with like the money that we had or whatever. Double that. Right. So I'm at the table. I'm making whatever bets I want to make if you show up with your hundred and like, yo, this is all big gambling today. You got your hundred. You're not making the same bets as me because I got 2000 off of the house.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: OKC is playing with house money. Cause it's like, you get experience for your guys. And if they don't make the playoffs, they don't make the playoffs. So there's no pressure of them walking onto the floor of if I don't make this, if we don't win this game, our coach is fired. My second, my first or second star could be leaving, or get traded, or you know the owner could potentially entertain the idea of selling the team. All of that's on the table realistically with Dallas if they don't go into the playoffs and make a splash.
0: Definitely.
1: OKC is like, all right, cool. You can wear the Kobe's tonight. You're gonna wear these Jordans. Hey man, I think I'm gonna these Kyrie's, I and mean, then you go put them on. You go play basketball. You just go play. Like there's literally no one's looking for you to make it to nine, seven or eight. We're the only people talking about OKC.
0: Well, I think, well, I think Kyrie <laughs> twice in one have, week. Well, I think Kyrie and Luca have shown that they respond well to pressure. I mean, Kyrie did come back from three-one. He was along for that ride as well, but not to and, together. No, no, you no. They, they not together, but just last year you know, Luka was down to Phoenix and he had to go win that game seven on the road, you know. Yeah, like, but he had
1: three, four other guys that knew their role and he knew they knew their role. This well, Jason can't
0: Ken- Kyrie- need to give uh, Christian Wood some more minutes.
1: Exactly. So, like, you don't even know who's gonna play minutes. You got a talented guy. No, not I'm, I'm literally going. That's what I'm off saying. Of, yeah,
0: I'm literally going off of not you, but I'm talking about. No, the no, I know, guys. I know, yeah. I know. But, 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 I'm just saying. I just think that both of those players can win you a game. You know, um, outside of Ingram, I don't know if there's anybody on New Orleans that can win a must-win game. Like, just put the yeah, team but on I your think back that, and win a I must-win think, game. And if you I throw Zion so- in there you know then you get the chemistry issues there
1: yeah but i think the coach and the players have a synergy that will get them a win i think the coaches and the players maybe were they 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 were on the there, grind together last four, year
0: they're 6 and 4 in their last 10 but before that they lost like 4 out of 5
1: yeah but they because i think they believe they believe in the coach I think they believe in each other and they went they went through a bit of a grind last year playing Phoenix. They played Phoenix tough. They did. Randy played tough. Randy Eagles been playing like all star caliber basketball for the uh-huh. last ever since the the Lakers traded him. It's quiet because it's New Orleans. Right. And you know, you have Zion and Zion's the focus because he's never on the court. Like every time I look up, you got a little new earring and a new jacket on, but never got any <laughs> Jordan's on that he's playing in. It's just like I'm, it's unfortunate, but are it's you, like, saying are, will you the real are you healthy and then posting all these videos in social media? And then when the season comes around, you're not healthy no more. It's like, are,
0: you, are you saying, will the real street clothes please stand up?
1: <laughs> Yo, people get on Anthony Davis a lot, and I'm like, there's a lot more dudes that miss a lot more time than Anthony Davis. It's crazy. That don't perform as well. As
0: he's only 22. You know, this is young. He's only 22? He's like, yes, he's only 22. You know, this is like... He's 16 flex. He's 16. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like it's crazy to me, man. Like, you know, so, so real quick before we wrap this up. So let's say hypothetically, let's say I'm correct. And Dallas gets in. Who's your next team on the chopping block?
1: Dallas gets in.
0: Yeah, like who would you say like who if Dallas gets in, which team is falling out?
1: Man, I can't do it, man. I just I can't it's I just can't that it's them. just that
0: it's just that solid, huh? I think it's that solid. I, I think, think I think if New Orleans I think, I think if New I think Orleans the personality
1: gets and pressure, I think the personality and pressure and expectations Dallas went to the Western Conference Finals
0: last year. Uh-huh. Which is why I don't understand why they did what they did, you know. Because like to get Kyrie, exactly. when, when you, when, I mean, you got a talented player out there, you know. You we talk about Lamar Jackson, you got the talent out there. I guess you gotta kick the tires, but they gave up their only defensive players to get it done. They you gave,
1: they and, and gave they let Brunson walk,
0: board. and they let Brunson walk.
1: Like I said, this is one of those games where. It could be that playoff series, Boston versus Cleveland, the cameraman following LeBron up the tunnel, taking off his jersey, and he was on another team a couple months later. It could be very well, because, you know, Kyrie, I think a lot of guys ask for his jersey. I see a lot of times he, he ends up giving his jersey to guys. This could be a situation when, after their 82 games are done, and Kyrie's walking to tunnel because they're not in the play-in, and he takes that jersey off. That all the people who ran out and bought number two Kyrie Dallas jersey is gonna be like, well, at least the jersey quality is good because he'll be in a different one next season.
0: Now I can definitely see that. You know, I'm just putting stock in that. I think both of, the, like I said, I think both of those players can win you a game. So that's literally the basis of you know, why I'm picking Dallas and, or I'm sorry, the why I'm saying that Dallas is going to get in. because yeah, both. Of the, hopeful. I get it, man. Yeah, I love yeah, optimism. yeah. I mean, I yeah. Love I love the, the optimism. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure, you know, and people say that I can't be positive, you know.
1: <laughs> That's why we <laughs> but, call them 2-5, ladies and gentlemen.
0: But, but real quick, before we get into get it off my chest, I just want to update y'all, you know, real quick, you know, because I know y'all care. You know, we're talking about the Pelicans, you know, right now. So, right now, Let's get the score check going. So the Pelicans right now are up 50 to 40 at halftime on Denver. You know, Denver cut it to six, but the Pelicans opened it back up right before half. And then for those of you that care about the NIT championship game, you know, UAB has come back from eight down to take a 47 to 45 lead with about 11 minutes left in the game. So, you know, I guess I'll start to get it off my chest, you know. um, So, When we first started get off my chest, you know, it was like I was negative all the time. I had all the rage in me, the madness is here, you know. And then, you know, I got positive for a minute, you know. So I guess y'all thought I was getting soft, you know. So I had Just my letter. you thought he was getting soft. <laughs> <laughs> I had my I had my letter for Jama Rant you know a couple of episodes ago and you know I was talking about the final four so I'm starting to lean back into the rage again so this time simple Joel and B either shit or get off the pot you can't in one breath say that you don't care about the MVP. And how, you know, it's not a big deal to you to win the MVP. And then in the next sentence, you know, these analytics are making people look good on defense when the eye test says they're not good on defense. Sports reports is ordered, got you covered. We told you that Jokic is not a defender. You know, you don't even need to stoop to that level to say that. But if you are going to say it, don't go Jay-Z Nas Cold War. Just come out and say, yo, I'm a better defender than Jokic. I'm a better rebounder than Jokic. I'm more unstoppable than Jokic. The only thing that Jokic has over me is assists because Jamal Murray ain't a true point guard and he has to. Say that. Lean into it and be the villain. You know, don't come out here with this talking <laughs> both out of both sides of your mouth saying, I don't care about the MVP, but... He can't be the MVP. And then I was hearing about how he told Jason Tatum, you know, hey, you know, don't focus on the MVP. Just do the right things and all that other stuff will come. You mean Jason Tatum that played in the finals last year?
1: Yeah, he, he's, 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 he's made it up there.
0: How about you get to the finals before you start thinking you a sage? You know, that's first and foremost. Get to a conference finals. Because you had a chance to go to a conference finals and people like Raf will tell us Ben Simmons is the reason that you didn't get to the conference finals. Whereas 2-5 is going to say, I seem to remember you going 1-13 for 13 or something like that the game before that. So just saying, remember uh, they asked uh, Kobe about Sacramento. Nobody told them to miss all them free throws and to go, like, (laughs) oh, for whatever, you know. Nobody told you to go one for 13 against the Atlanta Hawks, you know. Exactly. So, look, you either want MVP or you don't. We saw you dominate Jokic. Raph even used it in his argument of why Embiid was the MVP. We saw saw you dominate Jokic. We know what's up. But why you ain't playing Denver since 2019? You had a chance this week to end it. You know, you could have sat out the game before Denver. You could have sat out the game after Denver. Are you afraid of the altitude? I know you can't be afraid of Jokic because I saw you dominate him. Are you afraid of the altitude? So, you've missed 15 games now. And just because Bill Walton won the MVP by missing 24 games, doesn't mean that we continue to do the wrong thing because it happened in the past. We have a precedent. So therefore you get to abuse that precedent as well. And then the coolest part about the whole thing is they were talking to Jokic and I quote, he can affect the game many ways on the floor. He can post up, he can face up, he can shoot threes. He can defend really well. He can, in some situations, guard one through five. So he's a really, really good player. You see what Jokic did right there? He killed you with kindness. Because I'm sure Jokic believes he's the envy. But you know what? He had something nice to say, so he said it. So if you ain't going to say nothing nice, don't say nothing at all if you don't mean it. So shit or get off the pot. Saw yours,
1: Raf. <laughs> Going to have to be proud of Cameroon. Uh, might get off my chest. It's, it's, it's not a it's not crazy. It's not a crazy personal rant where I got to drink, you know, four or five sips of water like Mike just had to. My thing is simple. Uh One of my favorite movies starring Daniel Craig is called Layer Cake. Um, and there's a an assassin and a hitman in the movie, and they're having a conversation on the phone. Daniel Craig's character is giving him the runaround, and he said, don't piss in my pocket and tell me it's raining.
0: <laughs>
1: so the NFL, talking about the Thursday night game, last year we all remember that it wasn't good football, quote-unquote. The matchups weren't great. I think they were expecting certain teams to be better and they put these matchups out there on Thursday. They thought the Matt Ryan, new team quarterback of the Colts, and then Russell Wilson, new quarterback with the Broncos, was going to be you know some you know a highlighted game. It wasn't. It wasn't good. A lot of the games were pretty poor. But what else are you expect? And when guys play on Sunday, they have to pack up, leave town, or whatever the case may be, and play another game Thursday night. And then you have commissioners saying stuff like there's no data that says a got teams playing on three days rest have more injuries, but people like the 10 days off afterwards so they can recover. I'm like, so you mean to tell me there's no data that says three days rest is bad for them, but there's enough data to say that the 10 days off is obviously good, obviously the three days on. Because most of these guys, you go game Sunday, you're off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you come in for treatment. And then treatment, practice, Thursday, treatment, practice, film, treatment, practice, film, walkthrough, game on Sunday. So we've all, I don't know if anyone's seen this video of Jerome Bettis getting out of bed, walking down the stairs in his house on a Monday morning. And then the fact that he could turn around on Sunday and play, but it took him all week. Ben Roethlisberger didn't practice the last last season and the last season he played before he retired, he didn't practice. It was like, just go study film, Ben, because your body's hurting so bad. So they're going to be flexing schedules to try to make the most optimal lineup that you think is going to work. Yeah, you might think that Kansas City versus the Chargers might be a great game on Thursday night, but we can't have that every week. You can't have Bills versus Jets because it's Aaron Rodgers potentially and Josh Allen on Thursday because you need a game for Sunday night. So even if you move a game from Sunday to Thursday or you flex another game out, if I'm buying a ticket, Mike, the Commanders play the Falcons on Thursday night sometime in October. Hey, man, come out. I'm coming out to see my family for – graduation, or birthdays, whatever the case may be. King Siena whatever it is. I'm going to be in town. Let's get some tickets to go to the game. We want to go to the game. Like, nah, we don't think the Commanders versus the Falcons is going to be exciting, so we're going to flex that game. They're going to now play on Sunday. We're going to move another game to Thursday. Now what I'm going to do with these tickets, you flew out here for the game. And people, they act like, oh, just all is only hometown fans. People make plans and arrangements to buy these tickets. If you want good tickets, you're spending 200 bucks. So, Instead of figuring out a way to move around to captivate the audience, how about you respect the fact that people are the audience in the stadium and they bought tickets? They bought tickets for a 7 o'clock game on a Thursday, and I don't care if Jeff Bezos is mad that he can't buy the Washington Commanders or I don't care if he's mad that the ratings weren't great. It's NFL football. It's going to be It's a year-round sport. He'll make his money up in other places. It's not like he's gonna lose money. People aren't gonna stop watching. My Amazon Prime is popping every single Thursday. Hell, we might even do some live streams of the game. We don't care if the game's terrible or not. We're gonna watch the game. Don't ruin it for the people who bought tickets, who showed up, who flew into town, best friends, people that haven't seen each other forever, fathers and sons. Fathers and daughters, girlfriends, girlfriends, whatever the case may be, whatever the relationship is, people, I have bought these tickets to show up to this game, and you want to flex it because you think Kansas City versus Buffalo on Thursday might be better than Washington versus the Jets. So you already get enough money. Stop being greedy. That's what I got.
0: Player safety. You know what saying? It's my
1: pocket and tell me it's raining.
0: So they don't. So they don't care about women or their players.
1: (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) People need like we. If we have real honest conversations, you can tell that. Like I said, it's 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 an argument that I, I make, and I know it sounds crass and it sounds very just oversimplified. But when it comes to it, man, whatever makes the money is gonna grease. Whatever path you need. Yes, I'm pretty mm-hmm. there's all there's always limits. There's always gonna be outrage, as it should be. But player safety isn't one. Tom mm-hmm. Brady said it best. He was like when he tore his ACL, he was like, they got me off the field. And then when I got to the sideline, people were tapping my helmet, the whistle blew, and the next play started. And I was out for a year. He was like, the game didn't stop. <laughs> yeah. And that was the year That's after the they truth. went 18 and 1.
0: Well, you know, I'm sure the Milwaukee Bucks are happy that the game stopped because they lost by 41 to Boston tonight. At home.
1: Point-shaving.
0: The day after Drew Holiday scores 51 and Giannis puts up 38, they lose by 41 (laughs) at home with the Ray Allen with the purple reality purple uniforms, yes. Yes. That's what happened, you know. But, ladies and gentlemen, here we are at the end of a show. Always my least favorite part of the day. You know, <laughs> one more check real quick. UAB 51, North Texas 50 with about 747 left. So just to recap one more time, Charlotte won the CBI. The winner of this game, no matter who it is, is from Conference USA and on their way to the American next season. So I don't want to hear this stuff about Florida Atlantic not belonging in the Final Four when their conference is out here winning the other tournaments as well. You know, so I will be back tomorrow with the Final Four preview, you know, picking national champions and all that good stuff. We'll see what's happening. Ooh, you heard that sound right there? Ooh, that hit me in my soul, y'all. You know what I'm saying. But yo, sports reports is ordered. You know what I'm saying. And then we'll be back collectively Monday. You'll receive Tuesday. Thank you for the support. Like, subscribe, reviews, rate us, give us five stars. It's free. Give us your
1: feedback. Just give us your feedback.
0: Let me know want to what hear you it. Want. Find wanna, me on Twitter. Feel my and rap.
1: And supports is watching. is ordered. Just follow yes, us. Yes, sir. Email us. We're you know on twenty-four-seven.
0: One of these days, I might even give you my phone number. You know what I'm saying? Whoa, 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 whoa! Calm down. Just hit me Calm in. down. I mean, don't, 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 tempt Tebow we'll make me up though.
1: A, We'll get, your, <laughs> we'll get a Google phone number. We'll get a Google phone number. You know what I'm number. saying? Don't
0: Tim Tebow me, though. Like, you know what I'm saying? But, yo. yeah, We be back. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for the support. You know what I'm saying? Love you, America. And we, we out. out. Yes.